RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. The hospital authority says around a fifth of non-emergency services have been affected as resources are diverted to deal with COVID patients. The observatory issues the standby signal number one as a tropical storm Ma On enters the South China Sea and heads towards Guangdong. And the former Malaysian Prime Minister Najib Razak loses his corruption appeal and starts a jail sentence. The hospital authority says around a fifth of non-emergency services have been affected by the deployment of increasing resources to deal with COVID patients. More than 2,100 are now being treated in hospital, 11 of them in intensive care units. The authority's Dr Larry Lee said up to 5,000 beds have now been reserved for confirmed COVID patients. These beds in the past, we can handle the non-COVID cases. And uh, actually, this is one of our limitations. The other limitations is about the support of the community facility. We have the hardware there, and actually we can mobilize more beds or maybe mobilize more uh, cases there. But the difficulty for ourselves is about the manpower. The manpower, we need to stop some non-emergency service or maybe even some more clinical service so that we can mobilize the cases and also mobilize the staff. 6,410 new local COVID infections were confirmed today, along with 244 imported cases. There were also 10 more deaths. The observatory has issued the standby signal number one. Severe tropical storm Ma'an is moving across the South China Sea towards the coast of western Guangdong. Earlier, the storm passed over northern Luzon in the Philippines, but still entered the South China Sea with sustained maximum winds of 90 kilometres an hour. Lisi Cheung is a senior scientific officer at the observatory. At 9 o'clock p.m., severe tropical storm Ma On was estimated to be about 770 km east-southeast of Hong Kong, and is forecast to move northwest or west-northwest across the northeastern part of South China Sea in the general direction of the coast of western Guangdong. According to the present forecast track, Ma On will maintain a distance of over 500 km from Hong Kong tonight and tomorrow morning, that's Wednesday morning. Local winds will not strengthen significantly. The standby signal number one will remain in force at least until 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. Former Malaysian Prime Minister Najib Razak has lost his final appeal against corruption. The country's highest court upheld a guilty conviction on charges relating to a graft scandal at the 1MDB State Fund and ordered him to begin a 12-year jail sentence immediately, Cecil Wong reports. The 69-year-old former leader looked somber as he heard the verdict at the Malaysian Federal Court. The five-member panel unanimously found a high court judge was right in his judgment earlier and that Najib's appeal was devoid of any merits. I hope in a final appeal... Uh, we will be able to show the truth of the matter. The court affirmed the former Prime Minister's conviction and sentence. He was found guilty in 2020 of abuse of power, criminal breach of trust and money laundering for illegally receiving nearly 10 million US dollars from a former unit of 1MDB. Najib is the first former Malaysian Prime Minister to be jailed. Education Secretary Christine Choi says mainland authorities will increase quotas for students who need to travel across the border for higher education. She said she hoped they could attend classes from next month, adding that students will be able to cross the border through a so-called care corridor. 
Authorities also expect the number of flights between the SAR and the mainland to be increased, with students given priority in buying air tickets. Deputy Education Minister Esben Lee said students should apply for such arrangements by filling in an online form as soon as possible. We do urge the students to comply with the deadline of August 26th this Friday. And of course, as said by the Secretary, if there are any late applications, we will try our best to deal with it. But of course, you will expect that if your applications are past the deadline, then lower priority will be given to those applications. Now, the weather mainly fine at first, apart from isolated showers and thunderstorms. Very hot with haze tomorrow. The weather will deteriorate later with a few squally showers and thunderstorms. Temperatures will range between 28 and 33 degrees tomorrow. Moderate west to northwesterly winds becoming north to northeasterly winds tomorrow. Winds will strengthen at night with swells. The outlook winds will further strengthen with heavy squally showers on Thursday. Seas will be very rough to high with swells. Temperatures currently 31 degrees, humidity 81%. The standby signal number one is enforced and this is the very hot weather warning. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. An annual survey by two green groups suggests more than 4.5 million mooncakes were left over last year, the highest number for seven years. Food, Grace and Green Community recently polled more than 300 families online, with the results showing that each family on average wasted 1.7 mooncakes in 2021. William Wong, a senior project officer with Food Grace, an anti-food waste advocacy group, said people who give mooncakes as gifts should first find out whether their intended recipients actually like them. People are giving mooncakes to their friends regardless of their willingness or preference. When we ask people would they like to receive mooncakes this year? The data we found out is keep on keep on decreasing and they are not willing to receive mooncakes as before. A water pipe burst near Sing Mun Road in Chunwan this afternoon, causing disruption to traffic and a minibus to get trapped in a sinkhole. No one was hurt in the incident. The government has been urged to provide training for the mentors it's recruiting under a programme aimed at tackling intergenerational poverty among underprivileged secondary school pupils. It's also been pressed to think carefully about the selection of students to take part in the pilot scheme. Frank Young has more. The call for training of mentors came a day after Chief Secretary Eric Chan announced details of the Strive and Rise programme, a one-year pilot project that aims to help 2,000 Form 1 to Form 3 students. Those selected to take part will be paired with a mentor from various sectors to guide them on different skills, such as life planning and financing. Simon Wong, a member of the Commission on Poverty, told RTHK he believes the business community will be willing to support the program. But he said the government needs to think carefully about how to pick the most suitable disadvantaged students to take part. One way, he said, would be to ask them to write a short essay explaining why they wish to participate in the scheme. He also said officials should give general direction to mentors on how to guide students, especially in areas like managing their finances. They are Form 1 to Form 3 students, and it's probably not the time for them to learn about overly complicated financial concepts. So at this moment, should we mainly encourage them to save money, encourage them to use money correctly and not splurge? 
The chair of the Hong Kong Association of Careers Masters and Guidance Masters, Esther Ho, agreed on the need for mentor training. We cannot assume just because a person is good-hearted and is a professional, he or she immediately knows how to build a relationship with youngsters, especially for young people who we want to serve. We need more understanding regarding their background, family support, their own mindset and emotions. Ms. Ho, who's a secondary school principal, also raised questions about whether the pilot scheme will overlap with other similar programs. She pointed out that projects under the Child Development Fund also seek to help disadvantaged students with personal development and provide them with mentors. Speaking on the same program, Peace Wong from the Hong Kong Council of Social Service noted that previous Child Development Fund schemes had lasted for three years. He questioned whether the one-year time frame for the Strive and Rise program will be long enough for students and their mentors to bond. International news and hundreds of people in Moscow have attended a memorial service for Daria Dugina, who was killed by a car bomb on Saturday. She was a commentator on a Russian nationalist TV channel and the daughter of the ultra-nationalist writer Alexander Dugin. Many have speculated that he was the intended target. The Russian Federal Security Forces say a Ukrainian intelligence agent, Natalia Vovk, was behind the attack. Ukraine's Deputy Prime Minister, Olga Stefanishnina, denied that Ms. Vovk was a member of Ukraine's secret service. This has already been uh, formally stated yesterday that she does not belong to any of the law enforcement or military services. And basically, Russia has always underestimated the advance of Ukrainian institutions. And we are far from issuing our officers such an old school identity. I can only confirm that this person does not belong to any formal military or non-military institutions in Ukraine. British scientists who found effective COVID treatments have begun tested medication for monkeypox. It's the world's first randomised trial of a treatment for the viral disease. BBC's Naomi Grinley reports. The so-called platinum trial led by Oxford University will aim to recruit at least 500 participants who've just contracted monkeypox. They will either be given an antiviral called tecoviramat or a placebo for 14 days. Their recovery, including how well their skin lesions heal, will be monitored by a team of researchers who hope to publish their findings by Christmas. This trial aims to build on the success of the recovery drug trials conducted at the height of the COVID pandemic. Court in Pakistan has ordered the former Prime Minister Imran Khan to explain comments he made at a political rally last week in which he was accused of threatening a judicial official and police officers. The judges are to rule whether Mr Khan was guilty of contempt, a conviction that would legally disqualify him from standing for election. Japanese researchers have found that dogs cry tears of joy when their owners return home after a day at work. The research published in Current Biology is the first to suggest such reaction in a non-human animal. BBC's Alan Porter reports. Animal behaviour scientists tested 22 dogs to find how many tears they made and discovered they made more when their owners returned after a few hours away. They believe the reaction is caused by the release of oxytocin, known as the cuddle hormone, which prompts feelings of love and affection. The dogs didn't react the same way to other familiar people. Happy tears were previously thought to be a uniquely human trait, and researchers say this shows how emotionally adept dogs can be. 
Sport and Manchester United have recorded their first win of the English Premier League season. They stunned Liverpool 2-1 at Old Trafford. Goals from Jadon Sancho and Marcus Rashford gave United the lead before Liverpool's Mohamed Salah scored late on. United boss Eric Ten Hag was delighted. I enjoyed it from the first minute on. It was such a big fight. I really enjoyed it for, uh, from both teams. They make a huge performance. It was a great night for all the football fans, but of course, especially for the Manchester United football fans. Liverpool have now gone three league games without a win, but their boss Jurgen Klopp says he has no complaints about the loss at Old Trafford. I don't have a lot of arguments. We lost 2-1, so it's not that I lost the game, but I think on another day, with more conviction about what we are doing, we can turn it around. So that's how it is. And it's not, not important if they have one it up or two it up. Um, but for today, we couldn't do it. In Italy, Roma are up to third in the Serie A after beating Cremonese 1-0. That makes it two wins from two to start the season for Jose Mourinho's side. Juventus dropped points at Sampdoria in a goalless draw. Ukrainian Premier League returns tonight, but matches will be played behind closed doors because of Russia's attack on the country. The first match features Shakhtar Donetsk playing in Kiev against Metalis Kharkiv. Shakhtar's sporting director is the former Croatia international Dario Surna. On one side, I'm so happy. From second side, I'm worried because the situation is not clear in Ukraine. Okay, Kiev... Uh couple of cities, more or less, it's okay. We have specific rules. If it's Irene, we must go down all together in parking, waiting 15, 20 minutes. And uh, like this, we are showing to all people that we are all the same because there is a lot of our fans on the, they're fighting for Ukraine. They will be really happy when Manchester will score first goal. We are living for this moment. These people deserve to be happy. The Manchester City and England striker Ellen White has surprisingly announced her retirement from football. The 33-year-old has 52 goals for the Lionesses and helped them win Euro 2022. BBC's Joe Curry says White is regarded as one of football's very best. She's already, in terms of the Lionesses, the goal-scoring record holder. But in terms of comparing her to maybe someone in the men's game, that she's 33 years old. She's finishing her career on 52 goals in 113 England appearances. That's just one shy of equaling Wayne Rooney's all-time record. So the fact that she's one goal behind Wayne Rooney, you look at how good Wayne Rooney was in the game, and Ellen White is right up there. And it's probably because of the fact that the record was so close and the fact that England are facing much lower-ranked opposition in Austria and Luxembourg next month that today's announcement that she's retiring from all forms of football and with immediate effect is a huge surprise to many. I would have and a reminder of our top stories tonight. The hospital authority says around a fifth of non-emergency services have been affected as resources are diverted to deal with COVID patients. And the observatory issues the standby signal number one as a tropical storm Ma'an enters the South China Sea and heads towards the coast of Guangdong. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Keeping my eyes on the road I see you Keeping my hands on the From LA, 
David, great writing team, by the way, makes super music. Uh, that was actually Albert Hammond's only number one on the Easy Listening chart, which I guess is a chart in America. Uh, I must play his version one of these nights. But there we heard another popular version, Art Garfunkel, of course, and uh, 99 Miles from L.A. Cheers for the emails in so far. Uh, Michael's looking for uh, what was it? Temple of the King. I haven't played that for a while. All right, we'll dig around for that one for you. 